invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly, and I'm here with Fee Jamison Follins. So welcome along, Fee. Hello, Mandy. Thank you. Well, it's really lovely to have you on the show today because you guys are in for a bit of a treat. So not only is Fee a doctor of osteopathy, she's also a um, integrated nutritional health coach. And I love what you say, Fee, about being the lifestyle aligner. So with all of these, you know, decades of experience as an osteopath, a speaker, a coach, a trainer, mentor, writer and brand ambassador, it's great that you've been able to bring everything around to really help those you work with to align the lifestyle to the life they love or that they'd love to live. Um, so I thought that was just, it's amazing how it's all coming together um, <laughs> over the years. Yes. Yeah, I feel, um, I actually feel really blessed that um, it seems like each step has kind of shown itself. It's a little bit like, you know, we hear that beautiful quote, we don't need to see the whole staircase, we just need to take the first steps that we can see in faith. And, you know, really trusting that process. And I'm really, I just really appreciate the journey that's unfurling, really. Oh, no, look, we would appreciate it too. And look, I only even got halfway through your introduction because um, <laughs> you've done a lot, actually. And um, so not only is Fee combining her experience in integrative health, but not only just at home but in the workplace, she helps a lot of people from executive consultants, practitioners, entrepreneurs, parents, children, athletes, and CEOs. And what I know about you, Fee, because I've known you for a long time now, you really walk your talk. And um, and I know also that alongside your husband, Chris, you're now both um, global entrepreneurs um, out there in the world and really making the most of all the hard work that you've been putting in over the years. Is um, it fair to a, say? Yeah. yeah. It's a real privilege, actually, to have that freedom. Um, to be globe trotters basically and location independent it's a, it's a privilege which we really kind of it's a pinch me thing each morning it's like oh my gosh this is so cool <laughs> six years down the track you know we're still like excited um, kids in a toy shop with it it's fabulous that is really cool. And and I, isn't it neat that we can actually now align what we love to do with our love of travel and um, and sort of being able to sort of get out there in the world and, and actually just spread the message that we are, are uniquely poised to do. Um, yeah. I think that's great. Cool. So mm-hmm. along with what you're doing, your aim um, is to help people to experience more life in their lifestyle. And I really like that term when I was just doing a little bit of research into your um, website, which is fabulous. And for my listeners, that's feejamisonfollin.com. She's got a lot of information on the website, and I really um, would recommend that you go check it out um, if you want a bit more life in your lifestyle. So <laughs> what's your main goal as a lifestyle aligner? Mm, that's a really good question. My main goal with Lifestyle is um, when somebody's ready, um, is really to take the next step, is to figure out together um, what their goals are. And so my goal is to help people flourish in a way that um, that touches them. So it's, it's based on their true north, where they're going, uh, what their goals, what their aspirations are in relation to, to experiencing their best life. 
And so that's completely different from, you know, obviously person to person. We, we have um, cellular bio, similar cellular biochemistry, however, when you look at you and me, we might both be women, approximately the same age, we're very different to look at. And it's the same thing when it comes to every part of who we are. Um, and I just, I, I fall in love with the process every time to um, really walk the journey with someone. You know, we, we're never able to do press-ups for someone else. However, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can be there and support and guide. That's a great quote, actually, from my sister, Helen. She uses that one a lot. And it's, it puts things so beautifully. You know, it's like nobody else can ever do it for us. However... Um, you know, we know that if somebody wants to excel in anything, sports is a, as a typical example. Yeah, we can read lots of books and have a good old crack at, I don't know, being a runner ourselves. But we can really take things to the next level when we work with a coach who sees things that we don't see and probably has experience in as with, with the past themselves. So it's really to help someone, um, like you said earlier, experience their best life. And there can be things in the way or areas that we haven't yet um, even begun to reach our potential that we, we can be blind to, or we may know about, we've had a go at before, but yet we haven't necessarily established and built uh, the muscles of appropriate habits that can serve us to get there, if that makes sense. Definitely makes sense, and I love the fact that it's all about um, when you do start, it's creating the habits. And I love that quote that, that you used, but you can't do press ups with someone else. I wish that was the case, but unfortunately yeah. not. Um, but it is also about the habits that we put into place. And I think that um, what you said about having a coach that's there to help you really start to integrate those into your life is really vital, um, because otherwise we keep we keep falling back into the old pattern all the time it's just too easy to go well, I've got no energy so therefore I'm not going to do it or I'm too stressed or I don't have the money or I don't have the time and and we keep sort of pulling ourselves back into the status quo again don't we when we when we sort of don't get someone else on board with us to kind of lead the way mm. totally and you know we all we've got habits with everything and some of them take us closer to where we do choose ideally to be and others just keep us where we are or take us away and, you know, in a different direction. And again, it can be challenging for us to spot those because you know, we don't all have eyes in the back of our head. So having somebody there to, um, to, to just point them out and then to find a way of being able to work together so that we can um, really bring that potential out and really make the most of it. Because, you know, we've all, everybody's got permanent potential. It's just what we do with it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And the habits that we have that can pull us closer to what we want or take us further away. I thought that was a really good point for you too because I'm just looking right now in my life at all the habits that maybe not necessarily um, I might enjoy them, but they may not necessarily be pulling me closer to the life I want or maybe they're just slightly more unconscious than, than maybe what I need them to be. So um, so definitely something to think about. <laughs> So, right. Did you have a coach when you um, started to cycle the length of the UK or cycle the length of New Zealand with a, um, a cyclist who was blind on, on the tandem bike as mm-hmm. well or the 100k Oxfam walk or even 100k swimming? I mean, I started to sort of, I mean, I've known you over a long period of time and you are one that seems to relish the, cha- relish the challenges and, um, and can really um, 
put yourself into or really a big challenge for for the good of of other people so how do you manage to do that before the coaching became a trend um worldwide yeah gosh that's a great question um you've been you've been doing your research <laughs> uh, in terms of what i've been up to um well in terms of the biking we, we were very fortunate because it was a national event um it you know, became we we took it nationwide um, and it was fabulous, actually. We got to meet all of the mayors and the deputy mayors to help really wear, raise awareness for um, help. It was really the feedback that we got was people just so inspired that, by golly, if they can do it, we can do it. Because at, at that time, say, for example, for the bike ride through New Zealand, I was recovering, um, basically learning to walk again after having been knocked over on a pedestrian crossing um, with my husband when a car kind of wiped us out, it, it ignored the red light. And so in that process, I needed something to really draw me forward to have me you know, be bothered to, or have the determination to push through the ex- excruciating pain to improve my um, my knee range of movement after the operation. And so there we had we were very fortunate to have um, uh, one of New Zealand's um, cyclists helping us with that. He really knew his, knew his stuff and was actually a trainer coach himself. So that was great. Um, when it came to the swimming... That was based on um, improvements from my brother-in-law, Chris Jameson, who's a a pretty accomplished swimmer. He's done Ironman, and he gave me some tips, which was fantastic. And just applying those for the swimming, which was done over a period of time, not all at once, thank goodness. I was going to say, it's a long (laughs) to swim. (laughs) Yeah, but that was my challenge to actually, I've always loved swimming, I've always loved being in the water, that I'd never been a really strong swimmer, so I just knew that if I did it enough, then I'll get better. And if I did it for something, you know, I when I first came to New Zealand, I, I've always been into sports and running and whatnot. And so when I first came to New Zealand, I wanted to trial out. I, again, I've been always fascinated by different approaches to nutrition. So I thought I'd trial being a fruitarian and see how I could actually go with events. So I did three half marathons and a triathlon. Um, in six months on being a being a, uh, a rule-free carrier just to see how it went and um, and was really encouraged actually it was fantastic I adjusted my diet after that because I felt I needed to change things up and that was great but just um, going with the process of um, taking each step and seeing how my body responded to that and getting feedback from peers and people who I knew were good at um, sports to get some tweaks where I needed to and the rest of the time like cycling the length of the UK with a team um, back at Osteo College that was all just done on plain grunt back then (laughs) (laughs) just got on the bike and cycled Um, and then with the Oxfam trail walker again with walking it's just responding and having appropriate treatment along the way I'm a great fan of osteopathy myself which I receive regularly and deep tissue massage Um, those are kind of my, my staples and um, really good, um, high-quality micronutrition. Um, yeah, and so just um, watching the feedback, if there were any potential injuries on the horizon, tweaking my approach. Um, but I've had sort of varied inputs in terms of sports coaching over the years, um, but I've never really taken it to the nth degree level and I've never taken on a coach for that, for that reason, kind of just moderate level, really. Wow. 
Now that's a very impressive fee. Um, you said something before that you and Chris um, got knocked over on a pedestrian crossing and then that led you to um, cycling the length of New Zealand. So I think there's a few steps in the way <laughs> in the process <laughs> that, A, you thought you'd test out the surgery that much. Um, but yeah. um, what was, how did, how did that event in your life really change and alter what you, what you did? Oh, just it was a blockbuster in so many ways. It was, it's really interesting. Um, Chris and I have spoken about this at length, as you can imagine. And at that point, that night that we were hit by the car, we just met with our business partner who was, or business coach, who was going to be looking after our um, integrated health centre that was based on the shore. Whilst we booked our flights, we were flying later that week to the UK. Chris was a property investor at the time, full-time, and we were going to go and do some property investing over there with me being British, gave us the option. And I was going to take, I've been, for the last, the previous nine months, I've been working 100-hour weeks to fully um, uh, systemise the health centre so that I could go and basically license or franchise it through the UK. That was the plan. Mm -hmm. And that night, being hit by the car, that was it. You know, Chris was struck first by the car. It smashed the windscreen of the car with his head scratched his skull and bruised his brain and lost his short-term memory for about six weeks. Then wow. I was hit directly next with a complex fold which was my left shoulder and my left knee but one of my femur needed to have my knee reconstructed. Mm-hmm. So in that process I had a frozen shoulder as my body was mending from the fracture which fortunately didn't need surgery but it took us a few months to get it together and be able to function again and in that time we needed to sell the integrative health centre that we had. So everything completely changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, I just so, at the time, I was pretty miserable and probably pretty horrible to be around. But what I see now is that it took something like that to stop us doing what we had been doing, even though, you know, we were doing good things in the world. It was you know, really close to both our hearts. We both really kind of wired to, um, it really spins my wheels to contribute, to serve. Yes. Um, However, in, the vehicle we chosen to do that was a bit clunky, and it meant that in terms we both love travel, we, we both love this element of freedom. That wasn't possible with a seven in the morning first client through to like leave the clinic at nine p.m. do that six days and then paperwork on the seventh. It was crazy, and yeah. so um, it took something like that to stop us. We we needed to sell the business. We lost our income, so it was really you know kind of ground zero. And um, from there, it was a great opportunity to heal, to um, relearn, to 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 learn, uh, you know, anew about different ways of doing things. About and it had me be more open, really, mm-hmm. to um, different options rather than same old. This is, you know, what I had was a like a real business, and that's the only way to go. So it was, yeah, it was it was huge, enormous change, and the, one of the biggest gifts in my life. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes the biggest challenge becomes the biggest gift. And when we look back with hindsight, but, you know, you mentioned something, you know, really important is that when we are in the midst of it all, we've got our head down and we're not really looking anywhere else for opportunity and we're not looking for or what else. We get really entrenched into our lane and sometimes just by taking a bit of a breather, which is a very drastic way that you guys had to do that, but (laughs) for for most of us, we can sort of learn. It's like, well, stop, put your head up, have a look around and just 
see how is this going for me? Is this the way I want to to move my life forward? So do you do you think that that has influenced a guiding principle or theme for your life, that, that event or what you've been doing since then? Well, you know, I think um, if I kind of trace back, it's funny, I was, I was thinking about this and I kind of really trace things back to when I first got interested in kind of the approach to health, healthy lifestyle, healthy areas of our lives. I remember, you know, I can remember it. I was um, at primary school in Sussex in England and we were, you know how you sit on the mat and you get read to by the teacher? Yes. Um, because we were sitting on the mat. And I would be asked to tickle people's backs, rub their backs, <laughs> but, you know, the, the other kids in the, in the class. That was what I did every day. And then the kids would, would pay me to do that. It was, I didn't actually ask them, but that's, what, that's the way it kind of turned out. So right, right from that point, I always really wanted to help. And I just knew that I had this sense of what our bodies need. And I've just always known that. Like I used to, before I was fully qualified, I'd, you know, we hung out with animals a lot. When I was a kid, we had three dogs, five cats, rabbits, horses, you know, sheep, you, you name it. And I always had this sense that if, if one of the animals wasn't quite right, I would see what I could do to help. Um, and then obviously translated that into a formal practice with osteopathy, doing my training in Kent in the UK. But just that sense of to serve to contribute and to make to make a positive difference that's what you know, every day that's my goal is to positively influence the lives of a minimum of five people every day and I just I feel like yeah um, it you know it might sound a bit corny but that really is it's, uh, it's something that that absolutely jazzes me and lights me up and gets me I bounce out of bed with it I love that. I don't think it's corny at all, actually. I think that mm-hmm. it's really special to know what does light you up. I mean, that is mm-hmm. that is your uniqueness. And um, and you've got a really specific number of five people per day. And just having that in mind, by the end of the day, you must, you must go, wow, that actually probably works out because your intention is to positively influence five people a day. So therefore, if you're doing what's required, then your, pro- your outcome will be there pretty much most of the time so um, and I think just even for my listeners is you know having that intention at the beginning of the day what is it that you want and being really specific about it is just such great advice for you I mean I, I think it is anyway and it's something that I sometimes forget so thank you for that reminder yeah definitely so when you are stepping outside your comfort zone, so, and we know that obviously you do that a lot, um, not only physically but mentally, and now you're, you're stepping out around the world and traveling and things like that as well. We know that things don't always go the way we want them to. But how, when you push your, brown, your, your boundaries, um, what is one way that really helps you every time? Um, it's kind of, Something that um, has been a guiding principle really ever since I heard one of my dearest mentors and friends say it, which is um, doing within when we're doing without. So what that means for me is there are going to be times in our lives um, that really seem challenging and some extreme and some less extreme. And it's in those times that going going inside um, is where the rubber meets the road so it might be whether it's faith for us as individuals whether it's more a sense of um, clarity that 
there is something bigger than us that there is and we're part of it and we just need to release relax and, and accept that we're part of it you know i think you and i have had a chat about um some of the philosophies of michael singer who talks about untethering talks about letting go rather than resisting so that we can actually be be following in line with what's happening rather than resisting it Mm. kind of resistance is futile type thing you know within, within reason <laughs> yeah I don't think we <laughs> have a big enough vision really for what's really going on in the universe <laughs> yeah that's so true mm-hmm. uh, absolutely and I think that summarizes things beautifully which is to understand and accept unless it's life-threatening you know I, I need to handle something right now and you know there's obviously a call I need to make that set aside if it's something that's just an unpleasant experience you know like sometimes being in the gym can just really feel unpleasant mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the uh, some of the exercises like i was doing a leg press this morning i'm like oh really and it's like patience you know it's it's realizing that i am to me you know my my belief is that i'm a spiritual being having a human experience and really this is part of the human gig you know it's just part of being human and i can either buy into the pain um, or I can find a way to deal with it going within uh, when on the outside it seems like um, you know the glass is empty it never is there's always something there if I just accept and a lot of it is based on letting go of pre assumptions preconceptions and the way I think it should be because it doesn't it doesn't have to be Mm, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's really big. So, when um, so if you were to give advice to someone um, that you're working with about letting go of things that should be, how do you help them do that? Well, again, it's unique to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one thing that I I think before I did my integrated nutrition health coach um, actual training is that I used to be a little bit more along the lines of, well, this shoe really does fit most people. And the thing is that that's a um, it's a non-truth. That's something that I, I believe actually doesn't add up. We're this concept um, of bio-individuality, which, is, which means that something that might suit um, Mandy really down to the ground in any way, shape or form, be it a habit, be it a type of food, be it a way of dancing, be it an item of clothing um, or a preferred um, wine, whatever it is, it just... It may really not be nice for me. I just be like, oof, that's not my thing. And so one person's literally kind of one phrase is one person's, you know, way of really fueling them is another person's poison. And so it's the same thing with the way that we think and the way that we, even even a way of um, breathing. And so it's, you know, there might be a particular ratio of breathing that we can, I can work with one client um, to really um, help not only their respiratory system, cardiovascular, etc., and actually even digestive through um, appropriate deep breathing, is that um, and a way to maybe affect our, our part of our nervous system and really help us get back in balance. One particular ratio might work with one person, but not with the next, and it is unique. So it's figuring out okay, so what has this person move? What has them make that shift? What has them? You know, a lovely phrase, uh, again, I, I, I heard from one of my mentors years ago, is that uh, the hand will not reach for what the heart does not yearn for. So it needs to be something that turns it on, otherwise, mm. otherwise you won't do it. So it might have this, yes, I really want to go for this, whatever it is. But if I, if, when I find my way to motivate myself through it, what I find is um, through appropriate questions, 
for appropriate, creating a space or it might be an exercise that a client might go off and do, then then that's, then they find the key or they create the key um, to then unlock their, their lock. Um, it's never me who comes up with the answer, and that's why I say um, press-ups are fabulous, but it needs to be us as individuals that do them. So I don't know if that sheds any light. Oh, I think that's actually extremely wise. It's something that I use in my own practice as well, that a hand does not reach for what the heart does not yearn for. And that explains why people come up with procrastination, frustration, hesitation, because if it's not something that they really yearn for, they're going to give it up, you know, or that's not going to come on board. Um, I call it um, values or I call it um, people's um, spiritual fingerprints is, is our highest mm-hmm. values. It's what keeps us really unique um, and um, it's literally what lights us up and so um so i really that that obviously that answer resonates with me a lot because i see it every every time um and and when i'm working with people um their word is more important i might sort of put words into their mouth on it but it doesn't mean the same unless they come up with the word that might actually mean it but it's but it's not it's not their word and and until it's their word then things drop into the subconscious mind so it's really it's it's beautiful i love that hand does not reach what the heart does not yearn for thank you (laughs) Um, and i like spiritual fingerprints mm -hmm. yes definitely (laughs) yeah beautiful you your your ears will be burning i will be quoting you (laughs) well you're very welcome too now we we are we're obviously going to be out of time in a very short in a few (laughs) minutes which i can't believe i haven't even gone through all my questions yet but I'm going to ask one question in particular Mm. which I love to ask all my guests because Mm. um, and it is as women who own who we are what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are because and the reason why I ask that is that if we don't value ourselves then others won't so Mm. see what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are well, first of all, I really appreciate you saying um, if we don't value ourselves and nobody else can, um, is that for me it's about walking my talk. Um, so it's um, the way I describe that in one word would be um, um, it, it's like authenticity. It's congruency, that's the word. So it's, um, it's all very well having a theory and it's all very well you know, being a good talker. But how am I showing up? And so for me, as a coach, it's a privileged position. That's an exceptionally privileged position to be in. Um, And for me, it's about being able to actually um, relate to the experience of my clients. So, for example, uh, the client I was seeing in in Bali um, who had just um, been through an extreme um, dietary change. Um, and his body was really um, finding it challenging to recover from that. And uh, I can really relate to his experience, having having had different experiences and different uh, approaches to nutrition myself. And so it's not that I'll ever be able to walk in the shoes and you know the era that beautiful phrase of you know we are the only way we we can really know is to walk in. The, the shoes, the moccasins of the person who was having the experience. And so it will never be that. I'll never be a, a client, you know, with the two separate people. However, being able to relate and also uh, from being an entrepreneur, a practitioner, having done lots of sports training over the years, just and overcoming different health challenges, that gives me uh, a range of experiences to um, dip into or at least have as a, a memory 
to then be able to relate in some way. And I think often if we can, the one thing you're great at is, is being able to share stories of your own, of maybe somebody you've come across, but just to help help me to be able to relate and understand more about what you, know, you might be describing what you do or and yeah. something that you're working on. And for me, that, that really helps. So having that as a backdrop and also being a lifelong learner. So, um, you know, recently, recently qualifying um, with the coaching and then NLP practitioner. Um, for me, and you talk about comfort zone, my, my goal is to be living a minimum of 30% of my life outside my comfort zone. And ever since we've been globally based and spending a lot of time in basically what is a third world country, Bali, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it's a different place. That's been more like kind of 60 to 80% of the time I've been lurking outside my comfort zone. So it's it's being prepared to expand and grow. Um, and I used to have it all, I used to yearn, I remember when I, really in my second year of osteopathic college, and by the way, it's, when I qualified all those years ago, it was um, Diploma of Osteopathy. And in the States, it tends to be Doctor of Osteopathy. And I know since there have been further qualifications that you can now do in the UK and elsewhere that would have you be doctor. Back then it was diploma. Um, and which is actually a longer, harder course, interestingly. Yeah, and I think I it's often the case. And, and yeah, see, I'm going to have to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say one um, one little point that you said to is remarkable is to have the intention to live 30% outside your comfort zone. So for all my listeners, that's all we've got time for. I can't believe this 30 minutes has just whipped <laughs> by. Um, and I will put all of your details on um, in the attachment that I put in with the program. So thank you so much for joining me today, Fee. It's been wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Mandy. Okay, take Appreciate care. You. Bye. You have been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash remarkable woman. We'll see you then.